1v3 inside 50. What can Petrarca do? The snap from Christian Petrarca is bouncing. Oh. It's gone through. That is unbelievable. Hello and welcome to Deluded, the Melbourne Demons podcast. Neat's question for you straight off the bat. Was this winner from Christian Petrarca more sweet than Tom McDonald's goal against West Coast? 100%. And the reason for that is very simple. It was not just the fact that he beat three players, but it's the fact that he kicked the winning goal against the Saints, who could have drafted him at pick one. And given (laughs) all of our horrible, horrible history of drafting, the fact that we had Watts, the fact that we drafted, you know, Scully and Trengove. Obviously, Trengove wasn't really his fault, but still, nonetheless. The fact that we drafted Luke Tapscott. The fact that we drafted Jimmy Tumpus. The fact that we drafted Jordan Gisberts. I mean, there's you a think real. This is redemption. It for- kind of felt really sweet, yeah, because yeah. it's the first time ever I think that we've actually nailed a draft pick, and it's it's our buddy over Tambling moment, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, and well, it's- Tambling over buddy moment, actually. Well, you know what I'm trying to say, right? It's quite laughable that St Kilda ignored Petrarca. Um, And you were telling me that there was a Herald Sun article suggesting that he had some kind of psychological problem or he didn't live up to their psychological testing. Is that right? I think that's right. I mean, I can't get through the Herald Sun paywall, nor do I believe in spending (laughs) money to, to, uh, you know, giving money, Robbo money in order to read one of these articles. But no, it was one of the comments that was in one of the Melbourne Demons fan groups that Hmm. the reasons why Petrarca was ignored was because of his performance on some psych tests. Really? What do you think he failed on? Like too much elite talent, Mm. too much ice in his veins. Too much like elite penetrating kicking. I mean, (laughs) it's just being too much of a bull. Look, he's had some tough times, uh, we have to say, and um, some members of this podcast have have questioned him, but he's really living up to to everything right now. And he's he's in one of those rare phases where – Pretty much everything he does works. It's like yeah. Mark Taylor, three thirty four, that kind of thing. Like everything he does works. Yeah, I agree. And it's he's honestly our best forward and our mid- best midfielder now, which is extraordinary. Yeah, um, to be totally. both. And so I was actually thinking about ordering um, the Secret, which is apparently the book he read over the preseason that suddenly made him good. Apparently, it's some kind of pop psychology, something like that. You told me that the you thought that the show, the the sales will be, you know, flying through the roof when I think so. I think Melbourne supporters are absolutely gonna gonna buy the book because everyone wants to get what Petrarca's got right now. Um, he is just he is just dominating. But just amazing. Let's talk about the game though. I mean, because that final goal was something else to behold. But yeah. let's talk about the performance. Because for me, I think I thought we it was a good win, and I'm obviously very happy we won in a close one. But I think that the midfield really wasn't up to scratch, and it does make me feel a little bit concerned about the next couple of weeks because, you know, our midfield, I don't think Gus and Viney had very, very good games. And I think mm. Oliver statistically might have had some good moments, but I had, had a good game, but I don't think he made all that much impact. Um, and I think I we think really won. I think that's a little won. bit harsh on Oliver. I mean, Oliver started poorly, but he ended up getting 26 possessions. He was crucial you know, in the contest. I think he did his job. I agree that Viney and Brayshaw had pretty poor games. I think Brayshaw had 13, Viney had maybe nine or something. Something quite poor. And I I also think that the rest of the team I don't think was that great either. I think that ultimately we won because Stephen May was unbelievable and we should talk about him in a second. But we won because of May and Petrarca's brilliance, but I don't know if we won for any other reason. 
Well, I'll give one other reason, and sometimes it pains me to say this, but you have to give the, the coaching group a fair bit of credit for the way they structured up. I mean, keep in mind that last week we got blown apart by a team that just spread better, the Bulldogs. This week we were structured so well that St Kilda would often you know, burst out and just have nothing to kick to, which I think clearly suggests that the coaching group worked hard over this week. Maybe this is partly Alan Richardson's influence as the ex-St Kilda coach. Um, but, you know, credit where credit's due to, to the coaches, because I think we just looked really well balanced in defense, probably the best for the year, just about. I would agree with that. I think also, I mean, the one thing I will say is that um, we were extremely efficient going forward and mm. we've really been... Only 30 inside 50s. Which is to, not to a lot. 46 for St. Kilda. It's not a yeah. lot. We really are extremely efficient going inside 50 and the goal kicking has really improved. I'm just yeah. thinking about Mitch Brown's... Um, goal from you know from the pocket, which mm. I wouldn't have expected him to kick, and no. you know overall, I mean, I thought we kicked very very well, and that's that's a real credit. But you can't win that many games of football having that few inside fifties. Totally, totally, and and there's an interesting um, stat going around. Uh, I think it was talked about in Fox Footy recently, which is the I'm not sure what the exact term is. Maybe it's the effective score, but basically they adjust your score based on um, you know the percentage of shots. Uh, taken from particular positions and whether you're more likely or not to take them. So the idea being, and I've explained this terribly, the idea being that sometimes you win games when you end up kicking goals that you probably wouldn't normally kick. Um, or sometimes you lose you lose games when you miss goals that you should kick. Um, and so in this game, I think St. Kilda would have come out ahead because they had some pretty good opportunities that they missed and we just iced our chances. I think so. And it's hard and- to know what to really read from that because I guess maybe it'll build the confidence that means in the future we'll be in a good spot or maybe it means that we can't rely on winning these kinds of games. I think so. And I think our small forwards had quite poor games in particular, like Cosy mm. Pickett and Spargo really struggled. Yeah. And, and Hannon too. And Hannon. And so I don't... You know, it does cause me some concern. Well, but let's get to the positives. Well, what's your big call for the week, Kieran? Well, it's back to Stephen May. and All roads lead to Stephen May. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we've been critical of him. but Me especially. You especially. But he's been phenomenal. And I think he's playing better needs than any Melbourne fullback in the past 20 years. Well, the only person I can think who'd really been rivaling would be someone like Chip Frawley when Chip Frawley had his All-Australian year. But I do think that Stephen May is playing a lot better than that because he's so attacking and he's such a good penetrating kick. I think his kicking is what distinguishes him. He's unbelievable. Chip was a great lockdown defender, but... He's got this other dimension to himself. He really does. Um, And he's playing with a lot of confidence and he really, you know, and look, I mean, thank God, because ultimately the truth of the matter is we gave up a lot for him and that was possibly the worst first start to it. That was the worst first season you could possibly have imagined, don't Mm. you think? Coming back unfit, unwilling to work, getting perennially injured, then getting caught drinking and then doing this and this. So it's... I mean, look, I mean, I'm very happy for him and it's great to see him in this form, but let's be honest, he really owed us one after that first season. He did. And he actually had an interview this week, I think, where he kind of acknowledged that and he said the criticism was fair. Um, but what he's delivering right now, he's he looks like he can play on any type of forward. Star. I mean, the remarkable thing about him, and we can talk about this later, obviously we're playing Sydney next week with um, Papley. I actually think May probably has the pace to go with Papley. He's got excellent closing speed. He really yeah. does. Um, I completely agree. And I'm I'm stun- I'm incredibly impressed. And it, look, it takes yeah. real resilience, you know, from his perspective, particularly when you come from Gold Coast, which has got 
whole host of problems. You come to Melbourne, you have a horrible first season at Melbourne. Mm. You know, it does take real resilience and real strength of character, I think, to get to the level that he's playing at because, you know, there's a lot of haters and a lot of them are Melbourne supporters and particularly when you see Ben King doing the things that he's doing. Right. It it takes a lot of resilience and strength of character to really come out and and give the performances that he's giving right now. Of course. And he's lifting our whole backline. And this is the thing I was saying to you the other day, Nates. I mean, if May was around and playing well last year, playing like he is now, who knows? Maybe someone like Frost could still be in the list. Because Anything to keep Frost in the list. <laughs> I, know, I know this sounds like my usual Frost sycophancy, but when May is playing this well, he's just shutting down so many attacks that all the other defenders look better. Like Oscar McDonald didn't have a great game, but I think he's looked better with May being so reliable. Lever's, Lever's looked way better. better. Lever way just gets better. to float around and do his thing and be right. composed. But Well, I don't even know. Who was Lever playing on? He was playing on like battle or something this week, yeah, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree with you. And I think, you know, Stephen May is a really crucial cog in the, in the team and I'm, I'm just so impressed yeah. with everything that he's done. And it, it really does take amazing leadership to really run that back line. And, and he's really kind of owning that back line, you know? And I'm starting mm. to realize, you know, he does get very emotional on the field, but I kind of like it. I think he really cares. Yeah. And, and look, we're starting to get to the point, maybe not quite there, but we're getting pretty close to a premiership level backline, mm. I think. Well, we're given, given how much we've put, given how much we've paid, sure, it, yeah. sure. But it's starting to look like that. You know, I don't think our midfield is good enough in terms of class, and clearly our forward line is very young and developing. But at least one piece of the puzzle actually is really seems to be starting working. to come together. I so. agree with that. I think they really are doing their job, and I think Stephen May should be the All Australian defender. I mean, mm. I think there's. Obviously, a few other really great defenders in the competition, namely Harris Andrews and obviously Luke Darcy Ryan. Moore and Luke Ryan. But Stephen May is having an unbelievable year, and, and that yeah. should be acknowledged. It is a lot of competition, though. It's this a year, lot. Isn't it? It's a very, very good year for defenders. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the negatives, and this is my big call for the week. Sure. I know what it is, but I don't like it. Go ahead. I. He's been a wonderful servant for the club, but I think this might have been Nathan Jones's last game for the club. Really? And I know that that is going to be a dagger to the hearts of many Melbourne supporters. And indeed, it is a dagger for me to even say it. But I think that, you know, let's just look at the game. He had he went at 16% efficiency. Um, that's pretty poor mm. as far as, uh, you know, I mean, Gorn was the second worst with 23, but Gorn is also, Gorn is a ruckman and he's, you know, when it, he's absolutely demolishing the hitouts and he did such a great job on write-up. But... 16% efficiency when you're in the team to kick and to make good decisions, it's not great. Yeah. Look, it wasn't a great game. I'll give you that. Um, he, did, he didn't He did make up for his turnover goal by setting up a tracker for a goal. Sure. So he had a little bit of an influence. But yeah, he's struggling a bit. I mean, for me, Neitz, I just – I don't see that many great replacements coming through. I agree. And but- so – and I just – I really feel a strong sense of loyalty to Jones. I mean – He's he's helped us through so much. And I should be clear here. Obviously, I'm not suggesting that he should take the spot of someone who's better just because of loyalty. But when there's no one really making a compelling case, I'm like, give the guy a go. He's been with us through so much. And maybe we can still find that role for him where he can, you know, use the ball well. Um I don't know, Kiz. Like, I just think that... He's lost me, his midfield time, which is tough, right? It like, is It is really hard. He's lost his midfield time. And he's obvious... And the thing is, I think he's just lost his sort of kicking a bit. And so, mm-hmm. for me, look... Which I, has been sliding the last few years anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just... You can't... Like, there were two turnovers which caused goal, direct St. Kilda goals. And that could have been the tail of the, the day, really. I don't know. I think... For me, I think if you're in the team to make good decisions and mm. to be a good kick, you have to do those things well. And for me, I just don't think he's doing that right now. And, you know, I would... So, so who would you play above him? Like Harley Bennell, maybe? Because I okay. do trust Harley Bennell's decisions and I do mm. trust his kicking more than I trust Jones's at the moment. Yeah. 
I mean, look, I think Jones is clearly a better defensive player than Harley Bennell, but I, I do kind of take your point. I don't know. I don't know. It's very harsh, and I know I'm a, I'm a ruthless... Yeah, um, you're a ruthless list color, and you I always am, have been. I've yeah. always been that. No, I just, you know, I really believe that... I think Nathan Jones is a wonderful servant for the club, and he will, he will go down as a hero at Melbourne. There's no doubt mm. about that. But I think that, you know, at some point you need to be a little bit more realistic about where your club sits and, and what we really need in the team right now, which is excellent decision makers and people who are going to set up good, good kicks, really. Yeah. And if you're not providing that, then I think you have to try and look at other options. So, that you, so you think he falls just short of the 300? Well, I look, think he's at something like 294 right now. Yeah, I mean, look, he might have fall, he might fall short of 300 anyway just based mm. on how we end up performing overall as a team. But, you know, it's there's no shame of not making it to 300. I mean, mm. you know, you have you have he's had an amazing illustrious career and, you know, he's obviously done extremely well and led the club through a very difficult time, but does that necessarily mean that you have to get to 300? I don't know. Yeah. No, look, your arguments are rational. Mine are based on pure emotion, but I can't let go to chunk just yet. But time will tell. Um, Neats, what made you smile this week? Trent Rivers. I think uh, he just looks like a beauty. He looks great. He's um, I, What I'm really impressed by is his marking ability. I'm impressed by his decision-making. I think he puts good pressure on. I'm really, really impressed. And look, I mean, if it wasn't for um, Jake Ricardo, Ricardo? Riccardi. Riccardi. Um, I was going to say Daniel Ricciardo. Anyway, um, if it wasn't for Jake Ricciardi at GWS, he probably would have won the NAB Rising Star nomination this week. Oh, I thought he did win the Rising Star nomination. Oh, he did? I think so. Oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> for my bad. Okay. May or may not be right. And why I didn't he win the... Why would? Why didn't Jake Ricciardi win the... Um, too I, old? Or? I, I could be wrong about that. We should we should look this up. But Jake Ricciardi only just came in. Um, Trent Rivers has had a few good games. Yeah, but that's great. He just looks like a real player, and I'm super excited to see how he develops. He's getting better and better with each week as well. Yeah, he's looking really good. Um, for me, it's Ed Langdon. Um, and listeners will know, I've had a bit of a tumultuous relationship with Langdon. To say um, the least. You've been last, to hate us and Well, stuff. no, no, not true. Last year, my big call was that we should trade for him, I should note, at about round 11, when I was doing all these comparisons with Hill and talking about how Langdon's stats were as good. And then I went off the train a few weeks ago, I have to admit, with this kicking. You were absolutely hating on Ed Langdon a couple of weeks ago. I, I was off the train, as did Gary Lyon, in fairness. Um, but his kicking has gotten so much better. And he, I think that has to be confidence. I mean, he's kicking 83% this yeah. week. And just looking very composed and not really making any mistakes. I have to say, I really, Ed Langdon is a type of player you really cheer for. Oh, he's you a really hard and soul want, kind of guy. You really guy. want yeah. him to succeed. Because Such a cheerful looking character, isn't he? He's a cheerful looking character. He, he runs so hard. Yeah. Honestly, Kieran, he, he works. He had 453 metres gained this week, which was 150 more than the next best Melbourne player. He just works so hard. Yeah. You can't, and he really tries to try to put pressure on. Just he seems really like a does. ripping bloke, doesn't I he? I just yeah. love him. He's the kind of guy you really want to have in your team because he's just, he's giving it his all. Do you think we could have him on one? One wing on Hunt on the other, just because they kind of look the same. With players, floppy hair and stuff. No, I mean Jaden Hunt. I just don't think is good enough. But do you but, reckon he's better than Tomlinson? Oh well, Tomlinson's not giving us that much at the moment. I mean, I'm not sure about the Tomlinson trade. And I have he's had some been. good moments actually in defence. I agree. Or, or at half back, he took a good mark late in the game, obviously. Um, but just in terms of. I really like what Langdon's doing. I kind of wonder if Hunt could give us a bit of that, you know, just bursting down the wing and butchering the ball at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I, I think Langdon Langdon has been really good the last Honestly, few weeks. There's it's, no way. It's, I'm really no impressed. And I just, I really want the best for Langdon. Yeah. I just have a real emotional connection to Langdon. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. This week's Rowan Bale Award. Needs. Hit me. Uh, you don't like this, but I'm going to give it anyway. Wagner. One okay. of my favorites. Well, a real long-term favorite. 
Um, he had 15 disposals in yeah. only 65% game time. I can't imagine why he didn't get 100% game time. Um, <laughs> was very polished, except for I think he made a mistake right at the start where he could barely pick up the ball. And in fairness, it's because he hasn't played for like 20 weeks or whatever. You have to say he did pretty well, Needs. I mean, look, I've never been the biggest fan of the <laughs> The Wagner brothers. <laughs> yeah. The Wagner brothers have never been my favorites, but I, he didn't do that much harm. No, I thought he was good. Oh, he was better than that. Don't give him that patronizing non-compliment. Give, give credit where credit's due. Wagner was good. No, he, Wagner was good. Yeah, I think he's earned a spot in the list for next year. <laughs> uh, you and I just have a very different approach to list management, I feel. Look, I don't think he'll get dropped this week. Would you bring harms in for Wagner? No, 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 no. 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 So I think, I think Wagner did well, and I really want him to make it. I think he's all right. I'm actually quite cheering for Mitch Brown at the moment. Yeah. I really, I just thought that he really put his body on the line late in the game. He's got a bit of ped about him, doesn't he? No, he, he does He's got a bit Kieran. of cult hero. Kieran, you can feel it. don't, don't do this. Come <laughs> you on, You think Kieran. I'm spoiling one of your players? Yeah, yeah. I do <laughs> think you are spoiling one of my players. No, but his kick from the boundary line was good. I think yeah. he, made a good, he makes a good contest. That, that amazing contest where he ran back with the flight. It was awesome. It was fantastic. It was awesome. I just like seeing it. And I think he might take uh, Tom McDonald's spot for the next couple of weeks at least. He looks better to me than Tom McDonald. And, you know, as long as Luke Jackson's out injured, I think he should keep playing, you know? So this could be a huge opportunity for him. Huge I mean, opportunity, yeah. If he can just chip in a goal or two a game and make a good contest, maybe he'll be on the list next year as a mm. forward. Actually, mm. he probably has a contract. But in any case, I think he he looks all right. Mm. Neats, let me just ask you, a big question before we go into the Sydney game. Hmm. Do you think we're going to make the finals now? Yeah, for sure. I think so. I for thought that sure. was really crucial. Yeah, I that's, do. That's confident. I'm pretty, that I'm very confident that we'll make the finals now. I just okay. think that, I do think that we are kind of downhill skiers in some ways. And I think we're quite good at beating some of these bad teams. So we're at the right point in the slope right exactly. now. Exactly. So yeah. now we've got two games against, you know, relatively easy kills. Or are teams, they relatively easy well, kills? I'm not sure that about are, that. Okay. Well, Sydney, let's talk Sydney about Sydney and Fremantle. Yeah. Sydney and Freo, they've just got so many people injured. I mean, yeah. everybody's injured. It's just, I mean, Sydney with no Buddy, no Heaney, no Rampy, like no Hewitt, no, no Hewitt. I mean, Hewitt is, okay, obviously it's not the same as Buddy and Heaney, but like, you know what I'm trying to say? There's just a lot of people who are out for Sydney. Yeah. But Hewitt's but I mean, a good they've, they've had Buddy out all year, so clearly they've been they've adjusted to that because they've had have had some decent wins, right? Yeah. Um, Rampy is a big out. Rampy's huge. Um, Heaney's missed quite a few games as well, isn't he? Even Hewitt's a good tagger, you know? Yeah. He takes away like one of our sure. like gun midfielders. And Let's pr- see, they sent him to Petrarca. It would have been a disaster. And we're pretty much full strength, aren't mm. we? Really. You, I mean, Fritch will come back. Um, no, we absolutely should win. I'm just not certain of it because particularly both Sydney and Fremantle are pretty solid defensive teams. Yeah, they're very good defensive teams. Fremantle in particular, like they play this incredibly stifling game. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, this week we relied completely on Petrarca's individual brilliance. What if, you know, they send a, t- a tagger to Petrarca and manage to nullify him, you know? Like, yeah, that obviously becomes really difficult. I guess yeah. for me, my theory about these two weeks is I do think that because they'll get a lot of confidence from the Saints win, Hmm. even though they won it because of track and may, but I think they would have gotten a lot of confidence from that. And they, and I do think this team is a very confidence team. And if they know that they've got a couple of relatively easy kills ahead of them, I think they'll take those opportunities. I don't know. I actually think weirdly, it wouldn't surprise me if we lose one of the next two games, but then beat GWS and Essendon, Mm. you know, we can be a bit unreliable, but look, we should, we should win this game given what we have on the line, given our list. Um, who do you think should come in this week? I think Fritch has to come in. And I'm interested yeah. in knowing what was going on with this Fritch late training business. Is it just as simple as that or is there something more sinister? Something more sinister? Not sinister. What, what are you implying? I mean- <laughs> <laughs> what, what has Bailey's Fritch been, been into? <laughs> 
Maybe he's got mafia connections or something. <laughs> Sinister is probably a bit strong. Is there something more to it? Yeah, it does seem like a pretty strong sanction. And honestly, if we had lost by three points, I think people would be pretty pissed right now. 100%. Because Fritch is, you know, possibly our best forward, right? Well, in some ways, Arguably. yeah. No, Right now. Yeah. Putting aside Petrarca. Yeah, um, I mean, I still think Wiedemann's probably had a better season, but still. Sure, he's, he's in the same frame. And yeah. So, yeah, surely. I mean, he, he'll have to come back. Um, do you think Benel will get a go? I would like them to play Benel, yeah, I mm. would. It's going like to be forgotten a little bit, hasn't it? A little bit, but I would like him to come back in. The question is, do they bring in Neville Jetta because of um, – do they, do they bring in Neville Jetta because of Tom Papley? Or do we just oh. trust Trent Rivers on to- Tom Papley? I mean – the same kind of unanswered question, and I asked this a couple of weeks ago, is I don't know enough about Rivers as a lockdown defender. Yeah. We all know he's really good with the ball, but... And he's got a bit of dash. Exactly. But that's a pretty big responsibility. It's essentially saying the opposition's best forward, go and play on him, five-gamer. No, I don't think we can do that. I think Stephen May will probably end up going to him. But no, then who covers? No. I guess who Surely covers? Surely May will be on Reed. Yeah, but Reed. then Reed, is Reed really in great red-hot form? Kicked a couple of goals in the weekend. I don't know. I just think... We'll get a bit exposed, but you think maybe Oscar could go to someone like Reed, yeah, and Lever could go to Grass. God knows, yeah. to Grass. <laughs> you could go to Grass. Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a little bit worried about Papley because even if they bring back Jetta, clearly he's had a really rough season form wise. Might have lost a bit of pace. Um, maybe maybe this could be the moment for the young Josh Wagner to announce himself mm. in the competition on Tom Papley. I'd yeah. like to see that match. Actually, I don't want to see that match up. I just don't think it'll end well for any of us. Yeah, I don't think it's a fair fight. No. Um, Okay, what about the outs? So we say Vandenberg out every week. We get ignored every week. Yeah. Nine possessions again this week. Don't understand. I think he'll stay in the team just because Goodwin is just trying to spite us. Look, love is pressure acts. Don't get me wrong. Love Vanders, but there's no way he's been delivering more than, you know, some combination of no. Benel, Spargo, Hannon, all these other guys who get dropped every week. Definitely. You know? And if I'm cheering, not cheering, but if I'm sort of supporting the idea that Jones should be dropped, then surely Vandenberg's got to be dropped as well. Vandenberg goes out before Jones, I think. Yeah. I mean, 16% kicking efficiency. I really don't. I can't get past that yeah, from last week. Yeah, I know. Um, what about our three three amigos in the forward line? Pickett, Pickett Hannon, Hannon, Spargo. Spargo. I mean, Pickett, look, four possessions, Hannon, seven, Spargo, eight. Yeah, not great. Not don't great. get me wrong. Not great. Hannon just got and came back into the team though, didn't he? No, he was in the I team last week. two in a row. Look, yeah. I think... We just don't have any choice. I think for mm. me, the issue is that we need to commit to that role. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure if they want to try Jones as a small forward for a bit and see how he goes. Um, but I think he's kind of playing like that. Is he's he? more like a half forward flanker. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think for me, I, I just need, I, I think that we just have to commit to them at some point. I mean. Yeah, I think that's right. But I want to throw out one, one idea, which I don't think they'll do. Playing Harms as a small forward. Do you remember that small window of time where he played as a, as a small forward? And he kicked, I think three, three and four goals or something mm. like that. That I think it is maybe 2018 and he looked really good and he actually took some good marks. Could be worth a try. I think so, yeah. I don't think they'll do it. Um, no. And I'm fine with them giving these guys another chance because, look, I do think they're trying with the defensive pressure and things like that. Um, but it's a real problem. Like it we're not getting anything out of these guys. No, really, well, Spargo had a good game a yeah. couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Pickett had a good game a couple of weeks ago. Sure. They're, sh- they're showing flashes. And in fairness, maybe that's enough. I just think if you're playing three of them, you need more than one of them having flashes in a game. I couldn't know? agree more, but... Yeah. Um, but 
prediction from I think we'll win. I think we'll win well. I think we'll win by 30 points. I think our midfield will get on top of theirs. I mean, their midfield is like Ollie Flarr and Josh Kennedy, Luke Parker. Some decent names in there. Some decent names in there. Jake Lloyd got 31 on the weekend. I just think that our midfield – well, if our midfield is as talented as apparently they think they are or they are purported to be, then I think that was a bit catty, wasn't it? But I think (laughs) that we should absolutely destroy them in the midfield. I really do. I mean, Josh Kennedy is still a good player, but he's not the player he was before. Right. And you'd think Um, think Gorn would have the edge over Sinclair. Definitely. Yeah. Look, I think we'll win, but I think because we've got more depth, I think we'll be pretty close. I reckon this is going to be a real close scrap because I think Sydney knows how to play that way. Yeah. And frankly, I think that's exactly the way to play and against us. And they're well us. organized, yeah. you know. They're a very well organized and disciplined team. They make the most out of their resources. Um, I love being patronizing to Sydney. No, so I know. Great. I just don't know how they kick goals. That's the main concern or the that's the main reason I don't think I'm not that I don't feel, I feel quietly confident, but I, this could all be yeah. you know, coming to a grinding halt in about on the weekend. We'll see. But thank you very much for joining uh, Deluded again. Um, please join our Facebook group uh, at Deluded, the Melbourne Demons uh, fan community. Uh, and we'll see you after the next game. Go Dees. Go Dees. Uh,